Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Episode 42, The Last, Kenya, where Anna kidnapped a baby. This was a stunning story. We couldn't believe when she finished telling it where all it had gone. Wow, that was beautiful. I just love it. I never know what, what's going to come out. That was like I mean, an unexpected story. The story went everywhere. I mean, the bankruptcy, reinventing yourself. The love story and the wave story. <laughs> but Anna was incredibly candid with us. She and her boyfriend Bertrand, whom you'll hear next week, who has an equally stunning story, became our fast friends when we stayed in their apartment in Bordeaux in France. The last, she says. It was an Airbnb reservation that we were particularly excited about because they're both chefs. Anna's Italian and Bertrand is French. So imagine our delight and our awe when she cooked risotto for us. We sat down around their gorgeous wooden table on a drizzly November night near Thanksgiving, one of many evenings we shared together, and deep into our second bottle of local wine, Medoc, her story began to unfold. Not only her travel stories, but their love story, her family's tragedy, and of course, what happened in Kenya. Tiziano Terzani, the remarkable Italian journalist, puts it this way. As often happens with the most beautiful adventures of life, this journey began by chance. Can you describe yourself? What do you look like? What I look like? Mom. Um... Not short, not tall, average, I think. Uh, I'm going to uh, quite good shape. I'm going to. I'm coming back. Um, from from what? What? From uh, like I, I, I was not in a very good shape uh, um, during my my life in Australia. Ah. Thanks to the food <laughs> of Aussie food. Um, so I take. Like actually, it's two years. It's been there two years now, trying to get back, but in a healthy way, not doing like very strict diet or this kind of stuff, and doing yoga also. That helps me to. Was was it easy once you got back to France to, or once you came to France to, like, do you feel like you eat healthier here? Then? Uh. I was in Australia, then Italy, then That's here. right, that's right, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, when uh, when I came back in Europe, actually, it changed everything. Like, I saw myself different, yeah. different, uh, the things also were tasting different. Yeah, it was more pleasure in, to eat, but to eat good stuff. So, yeah, it's like nourishing the body how, more than eat. How did you feel in Australia when... Did, were you aware that it was happening? Like oh my god, that was so bad. I was feeling so bad, really. Like I was, I was telling him today. I was like, 
I don't know how I didn't kill myself. Yeah. Not really. Like, I mean, because to me, like, uh, I always had problem with my uh, image. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, always yeah. thinking out too fat. Yeah. Always. So I have to be more skinny yeah, because yeah, so yeah. the people will accept me in a different way if I'm very beautiful and skinny yeah, than yeah. if uh, I'm not perfect. Yeah. And so I always take a lot of care of that, a lot. Yeah. Like all my life was, I'm not eating that, I'm eating that, or I'm not eating at all because otherwise I will become fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there it happened like this. And I was like, <laughs> kind of, what? It's not possible, you know? Yeah. Oh, how can I? I'm like this. So I didn't have any clothes that fit me any. Any clothes. Like the jean I was putting <laughs> until here. And I couldn't take here. Like, I, I was doing like a miseration, a measurement with a centimeter. I lost like maybe 15 centimeter here. In these two years. Like, I, I was like kind of way, a little yeah. way. I couldn't do anything because I was doing sport, uh, I was trying to eat well, and nothing changed. In Australia? Yeah. Also, they say like it's like going the upside down the world. Yeah. It's, it's very tricky for the feminine hormones. We are a, little, uh, a bit more uh, susceptible of uh, yeah. changing, repenting changes of hormones, balance, Never the women. Yeah. Hmm. That makes so sense. this is because I saw it in all the European girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. probably the American, otherwise they were losing weight. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> I, was, I had a friend in the restaurant, a waitress. She was like, she uh, she arrived a bit chubby. And two months ago, she was like, perfect. I was like, oh, come on, why? <laughs> because I was chubby before. Yeah, okay, but still, like, it's not cool, you did, know? Did the same thing happen to you? Where? When you mm, went to Australia. I don't think anything happened to me, but I think probably Australian food and American food is similar, like, in the supermarket, so... I think so, because even when I was in... I, I stayed in New York for six months. Mm-hmm. And also there I was bloating a bit. Then I started to eat just sushi. I didn't eat any veggie for six months. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So actually, yeah, probably is that. <laughs> yeah. So, so can, can you describe where we are right now? Where we are we? Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, we are, I think uh, in, we are spending a very good night. We are... Actually, meeting people like on our uh, level of awareness, like you say, <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> I don't know. Did you elaborate? Uh, wave? What, what do you what? Mean? On the, the way, same wavelength. Yeah, like, yeah. On the same wave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Level of awareness is a bit like yeah. Yeah, yeah on the same level. Like uh, we're thinking the same. Like you like to travel. You like to meet people. You like to discuss. Uh, um, and we are the same actually. We are doing our BMBs. Same interests. Yeah, we have the same interests also. Yeah. Yeah. The languages, the kitchen. But actually, it's just that we are people that want to learn. I think we want to learn always for everything. Like doesn't mean if it's kitchen, people, yeah. uh, languages, culture, everything. Like it's something that can enrich you. Speaking of which. 
can you explain what you taught us just now? Risotto. This evening? Yeah. <laughs> Is your recipe secret? Uh, <laughs> ah, no, it's not secret. So, no, of course not. No, but can you describe the, the risotto that, that you uh, showed us how to make? Yeah. How, did, how did I do it? Not, not in like great me. detail, but just uh, like what kind of risotto was it? Oh, okay. What's the secret to risotto? Ah, the secret to risotto <laughs> is the rice. This, That's right. That's right. This, we say it already. So the secret to risotto is rice. <laughs> we have one rice. We can say all over the world you can find. It's not that easy, but you can find it. It's carnaoli. Say it again. Carnaoli. How do you spell that? Uh, C-A-R-N-O-L-I. Carnaoli. Okay, yeah. yeah. Carnaoli. Yeah, so this is the... Uh, the good rice to the risotto, also in the professional kitchen. Um, the, the, the main ingredients for the risotto of tonight were a pumpkin, yeah. because Thanksgiving. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. gonna be Thanksgiving in a couple of days. A pumpkin was the right one, and leek. The best. With of course like um, stock of chicken and uh, butter. And Parmesan cheese, <laughs> <laughs> and one for white wine. Don't forget that <laughs> the rest, of the real recipe is with secret, white right? wine. <laughs> the timing of the white wine. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, can you talk about where you're from and what it's like being here? <laughs> okay, I'm from Italy. I'm from uh, the northwest of Italy, um, in the countryside, uh, down in Turin. Um, and, <laughs> Good morning. and uh, I love my land actually. I so much love my land. I think it's one of the most amazing regions in Italy. And you said it's Piedmont, right? Piedmont, yeah. 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 Why? Uh, the landscape, the countryside, like all the, the grapes field, uh, the colors, uh, the food, like the truffle, uh, the wine, the cheese, uh, the mushroom, uh, uh, and then it's also architectonical, super beautiful touring. It's like the little parrot, so nice to see and like so elegant. Uh, the the main palaces of the the, the royals are amazing. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I love my region, actually. So why in the world did you leave? <laughs> Come here, to Bordeaux. <laughs> First, because my boyfriend is French. <laughs> and because Italy, actually, it's an amazing country, but for young people, it's, mm. it's not very uh, helpful. Mm. Mm. Like, you don't, now it's bad economy, you don't have... You don't find job, but taxation is very high, but you don't have any hate from the government. So, like, it's a bit to get stuck in a situation and you cannot over overcome. Yeah, yeah. So, my dream was always to live in France <laughs> since I was a little girl. And uh, Bordeaux, because we came here for vacation, we loved it, and we decided just... Okay, so it's gonna be Bordeaux, <laughs> and but who would see? Like, I mean, our idea, our dream is to buy a house in Provence in the countryside, mm. and do wine and do like maybe veggie garden. Mm. 
I don't know, and something like this. And yeah. you come visit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airbnb, yeah. <laughs> 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 open. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, uh, talk more about why that's a dream. Like, where did that come from? I mean, you know, there are so many people that dream of going to northern Italy. I mean, yeah, probably. It's funny, you know. Yeah, I don't know, like, probably because uh, fr I think France is the first travel I remember. Because it was little, like, I remember France when I was six, so, so it's the first one I remember before. I, I came to France before, but I didn't remember, it was too little. And uh, we were always coming here on Christmas time with my father and my family to do shopping in, in Paris. It was so amazing. I was so fascinated about all the lights and uh, uh, the food. I, I I could eat 36 escargot snails <laughs> at six years old. Like I was crazy about escargot. I love it really. Uh, I don't know the the elegance, uh, uh, of course the fashion. Like, you know, Chanel, Dior, Yves Saint Laurent. Oh, I was like already, oh my God, so cool, so elegant. And, yeah, and then with my grandparents, we came here a lot, in Provence a lot. Uh, actually, I was going to a vacation where I was living. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we never met. It's like... Uh, it's meant to be. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. Also, I have a strange accent in Italian. <laughs> I, I have the, the French heart. I cannot uh, do a normal heart in Italian. Interesting. So, so even when I speak French Spanish, French. they, they yeah, ask yeah, me yeah. if I'm French. Ah. And in Italy, they call me Frank Annette because it's French instead yeah. of Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe I have a predisposition. To what, do, what does the Italian R sound like? Uh, she can't it's do like it. Spanish. Right. Oh, okay. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. But she's. She and so you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <She can't. laughs> he he no, used to not be able to do. I'm getting closer and closer. It's really almost there, like 70% there. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even even try anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard. I can't, can't do it. It's so <laughs> So has it lived up to your dream? I mean, is it what you thought? Okay, France is so yeah. France is nice. It's up a level to my dreams. The situation, of course, it's it's not as easy as you say. Like yeah. I mean, I don't live in France. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's not the same as I was at six years old. But yeah, I think uh, we're in a positive way. So now it's gonna come. everything is gonna come if you feel like. Feel it right. Yeah. So, so I, I'm interested, you know, like, uh, in your opinion, did it feel like a big dream that was hard to achieve? Like, you know, lots of people dream of living in another place, but not many people follow through on that dream, you know? Do you feel like it was difficult or is it amazing to you that, that you did it? Like, Actually, I didn't even think about it. You know, like, I yeah. mean, it was a dream for all my life. That's true. But I was catching up in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I lived everywhere in the world, actually. In the US, I lived in Spain and Singapore, in Australia, in Beirut, in Lebanon. So I just, I didn't even 
actually I knew it but I didn't I didn't say it to myself every day oh, I want to live in France you know what I mean like I yeah. was in Australia was even don't think about it yeah I would but still it just happened <laughs> yeah it just happened when I meet him and then we didn't even think to go back uh, at all he didn't want to come back to Europe to yeah, but then yeah. <laughs> and now it sounds like you guys are taking turns, uh, living in Italy for a bit and living in France for a bit. Yeah, but I think France is gonna be the last, the last. Don't say the last. Like, how loud like this? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, to settle, I think I, I would like to raise children in France. Yeah. Nothing is at all. Like I mean, so probably. Yeah. Do you feel like all this travel has changed you in any way? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, before it was a bit different because I was in another situation. Like my life was very. I I had a bit spoiled life mm. since uh, like maybe four or five years ago. Um, so it was different. Like I see the best of the world. As you can say, the best of the world in as it means like best places, like fanciest. Uh, so it was different. Mm. Like I was traveling, but it was always me. You know, like it's kind of different. Um, in the last years, uh, when I, I went to Asia and then uh, Australia. I was like my 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 life was totally different. Like uh, I left everything I, I had and I was to be change something. So I started to cook. Started to like I, I was going to the office with high heels every morning, perfect. And I was good. and then I was going to the kitchen at seven in the morning, opening five hundred oysters. Like I mean, it's not the same. That's <laughs> all I think. But still, I did it. And yeah. um, I did it well, and I had a career. And uh, if I if I would, I could do this job for all the rest of my life. The problem with me is that I try stuff, then still they are not perfect for me. I want to see if there is something fitting me more. Yeah. Well, can you explain a little better? So you you were working in an office, and then just suddenly decided, I want to was more like, I had a company, actually. Yeah. I had a company of um, food supplements based on um, Asiatic mushroom. Uh, the reishi, I don't know if you ever heard about it. It's like very super antioxidant mushroom. So we, we patent this in Italy with uh, some natural recipient taken in Italy. And we, we made these, uh, these uh, food supplements and this company. Uh, actually, I did it with my father. Uh, I was the CEO. He was helping me to do like all stuff, like accountability that I'm not very good at. <laughs> um, but then my father had a company for a very long year, like uh, since he, he was born from my grandparents, then he took over. Um, my brother was the CEO of the company. It went well, it bankrupt. So actually my family from very rich and very wealthy, we became poor. Yeah. Like my mother without a job, my brother without a job, uh, with the process, my, my father without a job. 
and uh, my brother went to, to his wife because he was already married, but because of the company, couldn't live in Singapore. He had to stay in Italy because he had to run a company and everything, so he went to Singapore. My mother, uh, fine, whatever, like, my mother, she, she has the home and everything. My father invented, uh, reinvented himself a bit, so he's like, it's some consultants for other companies and stuff. And he kept the, the company. I sell to him the company. He kept the company and I left too. So I went to Singapore with my brother. But I stayed like just not even six months. Uh, I, I didn't like there. Like I, I couldn't talk with anybody. There was not communication. So what, not worth it, I think. Mm. And my best friend, she was in Australia, in Sydney. So I say, okay, I'm, I'm there. Well, I don't go back to Europe. But just I, I'm going to see what happened. Then, who knows? And I, I stayed there for two years and a half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's an amazing story. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and I met him actually, which is the best stuff that happened in Australia. What, what's, what's that story? Do you want to tell? <laughs> it's your interview. Um. <laughs> we'll get his version next. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, it's, uh, it's a very boring story. Like I mean, we met. I I, I worked in an Italian restaurant. Then I, I was not very into the the chef, the head chef. So I left, and I was always going to eat in this Middle Eastern restaurant uh, because the like the here. Uh, before I was living in uh, Beirut for a couple of months and I wanted so much to learn how to cook Lebanese uh, but there it's so difficult because they are Muslim, a, k- a girl in the kitchen, whatever right, right, right. so I couldn't so I was going a lot to eat in this uh, Middle Eastern restaurant, I loved it and the day I quit the job uh, in the city I was going back in Bondi Road like, and at the at the window of the, of the restaurant, there was a sous chef needed. Okay, that's mine. I went there. I say, uh, uh, I'm a chef. I want to do an interview. Okay. So the chef, I just emailed him the the, the <laughs> curriculum, and two days after, he called me and said, Okay, uh, let's meet on the beach to have an aperitif to do the interview. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> we still drank a bottle of rosé. <laughs> and then he found me also the job in that restaurant on the beach because he couldn't give me a lot of shift because it was the first time he took a sous chef. Yeah. The yeah. owner was not very, very happy about that. Mm-hmm. So he gave me at first maybe three, four shifts a week, not all. And then I got the job. So I arrived and Bertrand was uh, the kitchen aide in the kitchen and you're just, here's Bert. Okay, Bert. <laughs> okay, nice to meet you, Bert. <laughs> okay, and that's it. Maybe for two months we didn't even see each other because he was in the um, like washing station. I was in the kitchen with the commissioner. So actually we were talking about just like peel the pumpkin. Yeah, he was, yay! Or just uh, so cut the sprouts, <laughs> or just say, uh, did you did you clean the, the, the 
did you clean the cool room? This kind of stuff. Like, I mean, this world conversation. And then he was like a zombie. I don't now I know why, but I didn't know at the time. He was like, when we finished, it was like, okay, we take always a glass of wine or something to, all together just to release the tension of the service. And it was always like, mm, no, no, go, go. Okay, whatever. No problem, you know. But I didn't even, like, I, I saw him, it was cute, but me, I was away, so <laughs> I didn't even think about, uh, oh, you're gonna look at me, oh, come on, you're gonna fancy me, but no way. Then I, I, I didn't know that you were younger. No. Uh, this I don't know, but still. Everybody were, was younger than me, so it's all right. <laughs> and after a couple of months, when my mom came uh, to visit me for Christmas, we were on the road and we met uh, him with another waitress, another waiter, Benjamin, another French guy. And uh, I was starting to look at him a bit like more, you know. <laughs> But I was saying anything because uh, you never know. And my mom was, you know, he fancy you. <laughs> Mama, what are you saying? It's not true. You look at me. I'm a whale. What are you saying? Just because you're my mom, but I'm ugly. What are you saying? No, you're stupid. You're not ugly. Listen to me. He fancy you. Okay, my boss Italian mom, you know. So you got to invite him for Christmas Eve. <laughs> to take an apartment. Oh, come on, mama, no. Yes, you gotta invite him. Um, no, no, you gotta invite him before to, to Christmas shopping together. So you uh, get to know each other. It's most horrible day of my life. And was like, Christmas shopping, now you know, when you go to buy a gift for Christmas. <laughs> And I was, oh my God, no, please. And then she, she, she took also my best friend with her and everybody, ah, oh, no, you have to, you have to, you have to. Okay, good. Okay, so I sent him a message. Uh, tomorrow we're going to go to a, do some Christmas shopping or something like this. Like, I was like, oh God. Italian way, like, it was like, yeah, let's go. What were you thinking when you got that? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so it was an horrible morning, actually. Yeah. I was so like nervous. She was nervous. I was yeah, nervous and yeah, yeah. very tired because I went to bed at six in the morning. <laughs> so no, it was a horrible day. <laughs> we so didn't we talk did. much. Yeah. 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 And then finish like like nothing. Ciao. See you later. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you came to my home uh, to, uh, to say hello to my mom, your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Already the mom, you know, the mama, la mama. Like, she knew what you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, like this. Then he came for Christmas Eve. It was very pretty, very pretty, very beautiful. Um, and then... Yeah, after a couple of days, you sent me a message. <laughs> you sent me a message. I was yeah, at the yeah. beach with the girls, very smashed oh, after yeah, Christmas. Yeah, and he was at the pub, the Bavarian pub uh, <laughs> on the beach. He was like, oh, come on, I'm here with French guys. Uh, and I was, okay, girls, I, I'm gonna meet uh, the Frenchies, uh, all the Frenchies together. <laughs> uh, okay. 
So I went, I didn't understand a word because they were speaking French and they were not speaking English. Like you were the only one speak good English. Yeah, good English. I was speaking good English. And then when I was saying like, guys, like speaking, no, 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 no. I like French. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was a bit, you know, all guys drinking beer. So I was like, what I'm doing here? I don't know you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So I told him, I have to go to buy a bottle of pastis for tonight. You know pastis? No. Uh, Ricard? It's uh, like anise alcohol with water, like uh, pastis. Yeah. yeah. So I, w- I was going to buy that for the party in the night I had. I w- I had to, so he went with me and he kissed me. <laughs> Out of nowhere, <laughs> and the traffic light, like very romantic, really, like super stuff. And then we bought pastis, and then bye bye. See you tomorrow. So random, yeah. very nice. It's really very, very romantic. Really now, come on, it is, it is, it's very romantic. <laughs> so, that basically, how we met, yeah, huh? That's how we met. Yeah. So it's really, your mom is the one that oh, yeah. made it happen? Yeah, because otherwise, me, I was like, no, nah, not, not really. Like, I didn't want to, to, to see a man for nine months, so I, no. Like, yeah, I was yeah. too, no, no. Yeah. How did she know? Did she talk about it? No. But see, she's, a, she's, she's a boss Italian mom, and you know, she knows. Yeah. Is it, no, I would not say to She knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, it's like my grandma. No, she knows stuff that how can she know? She knows everything. She knows. Everything. That's it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. She knows. And then men, you know, they are them. They know men. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful story. But I have to ask also, oh my God. still, just in case, do you have other great stories? What, what's your favorite oh my God. travel story? Maybe in Beirut? I've never talked to someone about their trip to Beirut or, uh, or, or anywhere. Actually, in Beirut, I didn't do anything very special. Hmm. I was always with expats, always, yeah, fancy places, nothing special really. Yeah. Ah, yeah, maybe there is this story that I always remember something that sometimes when I speak about I was in Africa, I was in um, Kenya, I was going there like very often uh, when I was a stewardess Yeah. Mm. like maybe every month, once every month for nine days, something like this um, and um, we started to, to, to take our luggages like empty of our stuff but full of stuff for the children to give to school uh, or to like single mothers or whatever there you can whatever you have uh, they need it so whatever like um and we did it for like maybe six months with this priest, uh, Italian priest was there for a long time. So the company, like all the, the people of the company, was they were always giving to him uh, stuff uh, for the children, the families, okay? 
And we discovered after six months that he was selling the stuff and take the money for him and didn't the get priest? it. Yeah, of course. The priest, of course. Wow. The priest, you know, like. Um, and so we started to go by ourselves in these structures, not he, his, of course, his was shut down and everything, to give to every, each children one pen one book one stuff because then it's mine it's mine nobody can take from them take it from them and uh, one of these days i was going back to the hotel and i was with another girl we were not in the group i don't remember why and we found like in the street near the hotel a little guy maybe it was two i don't know like i don't know he was just crying, was half naked, but with this big belly, like, you know, starving belly. There. And at first, I did, we just passed, uh, we went back to the altar, but after five minutes, I went back to see if it was, if it was still there. I was still there. So I took him. <laughs> <laughs> took him. <laughs> like, Took him, I bait him, uh, then uh, I feed him, uh, then we spent maybe two days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just kidnapped a baby for a bit. <laughs> no, but I mean, two days, I, I told to the altar and stuff that I had this baby, somebody was searching for a baby, found there, like, outside the hotel. Oh, um, two years old. And maybe there it's... And was he okay with you just taking it? Oh, well, whatever. <sighs> Amazing. Like, it was like uh, it was my child. He was like, huh? nothing. He was eating, sleeping, r laughing. Like, even if he didn't understand what I was saying, probably. Like, but they are very smart, actually. The, the little guys there, they're very, very smart. Um, and so after the two days, I had to actually go to the to the not police because they're the police is not actually they don't care about this kind of stuff. So it was like a, a kind of association uh, for children without parents and stuff. And they did all the research. It was abandoned probably because nobody. Nobody searched for him, nobody, you know, like, probably they left him nearby in the zone of uh, white people and stuff, hotels, so somebody take care of him, I don't know. But anyway, they, did, they, they didn't let me take it home, of course. Like, I couldn't take him to Italy and take it with me. And so I had to leave it there, and uh, after one year, when I came back in the same place, he, he wasn't there anymore, mm. so probably he was adopted or something, but he couldn't tell me, mm. of course. And this is one of the stuff that I remember the most of my trips. Yeah, because otherwise it's discotheque and fancy restaurants, it's not like gonna... Yeah, yeah this... So I would always adopt, uh, adopt the children, I would like so much that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. That's, That's amazing. That is yeah. an amazing story. Wow.
Go right now and join our team on kiva.org. That's K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. The Observer Effect team on kiva.org. K-I-V-A dot org. It lets you lend money in countries like Kenya. You don't have to kidnap a baby to make a difference. You can find the link in the description of uh, this episode in iTunes or on our website. By the way, leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. Or if you don't, we cannot thank Anna and Bertrand enough for their hospitality, for the life they've lived, for trusting us with their story. Thank you also to Dana Boulay for lending us this wonderful French accordion song. And thank you for listening. <laughs>